You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Love Food Podcast is brought to you in partnership with my PCOS and Food Peace course. Finally, free yourself from endless PCOS fatigue, frustration, shame, and guilt. For PCOS sufferers who are tired of ineffective diets and unhelpful advice, join me on a PCOS and Food Peace journey that will change your life forever. Grab all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 228 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And listening today, you're in for a treat. We are in the second of four episodes invested in the nuance of intuitive eating work. Last week, we got to hear from Evelyn Triboli, one of the co-authors of Intuitive Eating, and today we get to hear from Kirsten Ackerman, who's the author of the new book, The Intuitive Eating Plan. It's one I encourage you to check out because if you are someone who has been practicing intuitive eating and feel really well-versed, but yet still struggle, maybe even struggle in private with still, and I kind of have the word still in quotes, still wanting to be smaller or still wanting to lose weight or still craving to diet. Well, her book and her wisdom expertise, you're going to find really, really, really helpful. And we have a letter from someone today who is in that place where this person feels like a fraud because they name themselves as someone who is an intuitive eater or anti-diet, but is secretly craving to be smaller. And just that feels so crappy. I know I could relate to the letter and I have a feeling you can relate to it too. No matter where you are on your food peace journey, whether you're new to the concept of even just like the thought of rejecting diet culture, or if you've been doing this for a long time, all of us are going to relate to it because, well, we're all humans in this culture that says being smaller is better. But let's rally together 
and listen to this letter. But before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode of A Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Jennifer McGurk's Pursuing Private Practice Resources for Dietitians Who Are Anti-Diet. If you're a dietitian, and I know there are many dietitians listening who have their own complicated relationship with food or help people with a complicated relationship with food, but if you are one of those dietitians and you are thinking about starting your own business because you just don't want to have to work under the confines of the weight-centric health system that you're working for, or maybe you're in a place of growing your private practice— I want you to know about Jennifer McGurk's resources because they are going to be a lifeline and a catalyst to business growth for you in a way that helps you to connect with the clients that are wanting your services without having to do all that crazy sleazy shit that all the other things that we get from business school. I've been within Jennifer McGurk's Pursuing Private Practice programs for years, and I highly recommend them. She's helped make business skills less scary and accessible. She also is a wealth of information and appreciates that she's not always the best one and will connect you with the resources that you need. Community is everything within pursuing private practice. You'll find the the community to be collaborative, and I know you'll get so much out of it. Jennifer has put together some free resources for Love Food listeners. Head on over to pursuingprivatepractice.com slash lovefood, and you can get right to them. Whenever I've been overwhelmed with business stuff, Jennifer always reminds me, take it one day at a time, Julie, just like eating disorder recovery and really just like being a human. So go on over to pursuingprivatepractice.com slash lovefood for some resources for you right now. Hey there, Love Food listener. I have a new spot on my podcast where I like to share podcasts that are up and coming that are by people who are normally underrepresented. I think it's really important for us to be able to diversify our podcast feed. And so if you are someone that has a podcast and you represent a voice that is not always lifted up, maybe you live in a black body or a queer body, a disabled body, a fat body, or maybe a a few of those combined, I would love to be able to support your podcast. Podcasts that are selected will be given 30 to 60 seconds in this spot that I'm using right now to tell you about it, and um, will be over a month. So you'll get four episodes and a 30 to 60 second ad spot. If you have a show or know one that I should be sharing on this podcast, shoot me an email at lovefoodpodcasts at gmail.com. And just note, only fat positive, anti-racist um, podcasts are going to be accepted. So I look forward to hearing about your podcast or the one you want to share. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear food, I feel like an imposter with you and with intuitive eating. I feel that I'm not truly anti-diet truly in recovery for binge eating and anorexia, or that I am really past all the dieting. My relationship with you has been unstable since I was five. I remember being highly aware of my body at such a young age and knowing I was larger than everyone. So I started to diet. 
and the dieting cycle didn't stop until two years ago when I found intuitive eating. I've worked so hard to unlearn my internalized fat phobia and diet culture that was ingrained in me from such young age. But every day, I feel like I'm faking it. I tell myself that I don't want to be skinny, but I do. I tell myself I don't want to diet anymore, but I do. I tell myself that calories and carbs, they don't count. It isn't important, but I find myself still glancing at the nutrition facts on food labels. What if I'm not meant for intuitive eating? What if dieting is the only way I can manage my PCOS and my weight? And even as I say this to you, food, I know. Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, it's not the truth. I know that dieting is a short-term solution and that it will do more harm than good. But sometimes working against the system is so difficult. I constantly have coworkers, friends, and family that are so deep into diet culture that it's easy to get sucked back into it. And then, of course, there's the PCOS. There's so much misinformation about how to manage my symptoms with PCOS, and much of the time it's diet-related. I want to be truly, fully free from you, food. I want to truly feel free from diet culture and know that I'm a good person, regardless of the food I consume. But it's so tough. I know that nutritious foods feel so good in my body and that less nutritious foods exasperate my PCOS symptoms. And in my mind, that means I can only eat, quote, healthy, and then I can't have ice cream if I want it. 
that the moment I eat something, it will make or break my PCOS management skills, that I will do too much damage that can't be undone. So what do I do, food? How do I feel free with you? Because I'm an imposter, a sham, and I'm afraid that someone will realize that I'm not as anti-diet as I make myself out to be. Thanks for listening. The Perfectionist. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for this note. I personally can relate to a lot of it. And I have a feeling there's many people listening who can as well. We are all trying to heal and to recover into this world that hasn't yet. And so sometimes we can feel like hypocrites. I'm going to give Kirsten Ackerman a call. She's the person behind the Intuitive Bites podcast and the author of The Intuitive Eating Plan, a book that was released in 2020 that, you know, we all have been busy in 2020, so you may have missed it, but it's an excellent book. I got to review it and I was really impressed with it, but I know Kirsten is going to have a lot to say and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So let's give Kirsten a call. Hey, Kirsten. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm doing so well. Excited to be here. I am so excited to talk to you. It's been way too long. And I sent over a letter to you. Did you get a chance to read it? Oh, yeah. I did read through it. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And I I really related to this letter. So I'm excited to talk about it, too. And I have a feeling there's a lot of people listening who are like, yes, I feel like an imposter too. So when you were reading through it, what was your impression about what's going on with this person? My first impression was that this is so, like you said, it's so relatable. And I also feel like it's, it's so common for us to feel this way that like, we're an imposter, we're a fraud, we're ashamed for having ideas about like, I still want to lose weight, or I am feeling pulled to go back to, you know, dieting again, or maybe I'll just do one more diet, you know, and then I'll do intuitive eating. Like, this is such a common experience. And yet, so often we feel isolated in it. And we feel shame around these desires. So my first my like initial reaction after reading through was like, you're not like, you're not an imposter for having a desire to want to be smaller in a culture that like, you know, obsesses over losing weight and and being thin. You're not an imposter for having a desire to want to go on a diet in a culture obsessed with dieting. You know, like this is not, these aren't desires that need to completely vanish or should be expected to completely vanish. Um, And again, like, and then my like thought beyond that is, is we have the choice as to how we hold that desire and and how we kind of take action from that desire. And I feel like that's, that's kind of where the power comes in when we kind of can make a different choice. When you said that choice on how to hold that desire. Mm. Ooh, that is powerful. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like that has so much meaning to me um, hearing it that way. And, And also like even just saying it like that, Kirsten, it's like, it's acknowledging that this is a really normal part of a person's journey. And especially because the world is just so fucked up and how it's relating to food and not even acknowledge that it has an issue, you know? So of course, right. right? Of course we're going to feel that desire 
Yeah. And even when we know all of this stuff about health at every size and intuitive eating and how diet culture is so messed up, like when we know, even when we know intellectually that that's what's going on, it doesn't take away the fact that we're still our social beingness is still living in a world that's obsessed with these things and values these things like that still exists. So it makes sense that the, the, the desire is still there. Yeah. Like, of course, we're still going to value connection with people and wanting to have like, yeah, like you said, we're a social beings. Like we still want to interact in the ways we want to interact and this is going to come up, <laughs> you know, right. it's a, a huge block. Well, so considering what this person's describing and maybe someone who's listening, who can relate this to this letter, what would you recommend as some steps forward? Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is kind of this mindset shift and in, in terms of like expectation of what this journey looks like. Right. So um, kind of like we just talked about, like acknowledging that it's normal to have these desires pop up. It, it allows you to be able to see that desire differently and not see it as a failure or like you're a fraud. Right. So that, that alone saying like, like giving yourself permission to like have the thoughts that are naturally going to arise and, and having that shift in your expectation um, around the kind of thoughts that people are having when they're on this journey. Um, so I feel, feel like that alone, um, you know, is helpful. Another thing that comes to mind is, you know, a lot of this is about, um, you know, the in the letter they mentioned, um, I think like coworkers and friends that are so deeply rooted in diet culture, and it's easy to get sucked back in and drawn back into that when you're surrounded. So that really like highlights the fact that, like you mentioned, Julie, this is about, you know, connection and, and culture and what we're surrounded by. And that just prompts me to, you know, kind of give the advice to do what you can to find your people who do understand this journey, whether that's virtually, which it might be, um, you know, the only opportunity you have, but that can be a great place to connect. Um, or if you can find people, you know, closer to you to like share your time with that, that do understand um, health at every size, intuitive eating, what diet culture is and the harms of that and kind of, kind of bring you back when you feel, you know, pulled away because of some of the other stuff you're exposed to in our culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I work, I do a lot of work with Laura Burns, who's a, a yoga teacher and she always talks about curating your bubble. That's what she says in that area. Yeah. And like just spending time and, and, and that's going to take like probably years just to like gather the support that you as the individual needs in order to be able to feel supported and, um, and to be able to survive this culture that is counter to what you're working towards. And uh, yeah, I would imagine it's going to take different types of support too. The thing about COVID and, you know, of course we're recording this during that pandemic. If you're listening yeah. to it later, what is life like? We are jealous. <laughs> uh, and, um, but like a lot of us are getting used to the virtual world. And so I'm, I'm noticing people being more creative with connecting with other people and that's really exciting, but also we may need more, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong by any means if you need more support. Um, that's definitely the thing that I, I recognize with people who who talk about doing intuitive eating work 30 years ago and they're <laughs> they are still needing support too. <laughs> so um, yeah. Well, and through like different phases and stuff mm -hmm. too of life, right? Like your needs and, and uh yeah, the support that you need shifts 
yeah. and evolves. Yeah, that's so true. Those are great steps. Do you have any um, other steps that you'd recommend or is that, are those the, the two that you feel would be the most helpful for right now? Um, I just have one other like kind of note to, to highlight that I kind of touched on before, but I just want to, mm-hmm. again, say this because I feel like it's such a common thing people experience. And that's that, you know, there's, there's a difference between the unlearning and understanding this stuff intellectually and then, you know, applying it and, um, yeah, like, and learning how to respond to those thoughts that pop up and, and learning to choose differently and choosing not to act on those thoughts. And when I say that, I mean, you know, just because I have the thought that I, maybe I should go on a diet and try to lose some weight doesn't mean I need to go do that. It, it might just mean, okay, this is, this is popping up for me. Um, why I'm, I'm curious why this is popping up. Um, and also I'm going to choose to go eat something that's super satisfying and delicious and meets my needs today and move my body in a way that feels supportive, um, or rest, you know, take some rest that feels supportive. So like being able to choose differently and that implementing that part of this is so different. I I guess like what it makes me think of, um, when I was reading the letter as well is that we can have like these different parts of our brain, right? Like we can have the wounded old story, like old part of us that pops up and, and says, well, I hate this part of my body and I'm just going to have to go on a diet and change it. And then we can have that other part that has grown and learned so much and, um, knows how to respond differently. Um, and both of those things can kind of be coexisting and that's, kind of normal. Like that's, that's kind of what happens. So I guess I just want to normalize that and and like point out that just because the old wounded parts of you are like popping up and saying things doesn't mean that other part of you isn't growing and like learning how to manage in a really awesome way. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the the thing I've heard in therapy so many times from my therapists (laughs) over the years that like, Julie, feelings aren't facts. And um, just because we have certain thoughts kind of floating on through, some may have a lot of a lot of charge to them, other ones won't, but they don't necessarily mean facts or judgment. And I what I heard you saying too is like when people can like to lean into them and be curious why they're there right now. Like there may be some really interesting insight to gather, like why those um feelings pop up at certain times over others and yeah. it may be who you're around or just where you are in this phase of your life, the season of life. And I would imagine too, over time needing to respond to those feelings in different ways will just happen. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the good stuff, like peeling back and like getting underneath it. You know, I think so often, um, that desire in, you know, to urgently desperately need to lose weight right now and like come up with a plan and fix it. Like that desire is just like the surface and there's all the stuff underneath it. That's like the core, which really is what, you know, that's, that's where you're really addressing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So I, I feel like it's an opportunity when you, when you notice that pop uh, popping up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever people can lean in, like sitting across from people in sessions who are in this place, whenever they have access to enough support for them in that moment to be able to lean in more often and be able to be curious and peel back the layers. That's when I notice things shifting and changing, but you know, that has so much 
there's so much to that where it's going to be different for everybody, depending on how much access they have to different things, you know, what lived experience they have. And so we can't compare it because it's just so different for everybody. Um, And that's where I also do think like we were talking about community, like rallying together is the way for us to like support each other through this. Like this is not an individual's burden by any means. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Well, so I have a question for you, Kirsten. And if you are a new Love Food listener, we have something on the show called the Food Peace Syllabus. And it's a collection of resources that we have put together over the years that help people on their food peace journey. And you can get to the most recent updated one at juliedillonrd.com slash food peace syllabus. And Kirsten, do you have anything you'd like to add to it? Yes. Um, so I just released my first book um, in June of this year. Um, and it's called The Intuitive Eating Plan. Um, I kind of poured my my heart and soul into it. And it's, you know, it's kind of my uh, interpretation of the intuitive eating model. And um, my my goal and vision for it was really to give some more practical guidance for applying these principles in your life. You know, stuff like how do I do meal planning and meal prepping and grocery shopping with an intuitive eating lens and not fall back into that diet mentality? Or even like, how do I address my health through an anti-diet framework? So um, yeah, the intuitive eating plan. um, Yeah, that that would be my addition. (laughs) Awesome. I thank you for adding that. And I think um, a person who has been studying intuitive eating, this is a great like adjunct to their toolbox, you know, just to be able to dig deeper and um, use it when they need it to like, like you said, to like, if they have a change in health or needing to have some more ways to do some self care with like grocery shopping and things, this is a great thing to add to it. I think people can find on your website too, right? Yeah, it's on my website. It's in the shop on my website. So it's the intuitive rd.com. Okay. Intuitive, intuitive rd.com slash shop. So I will put that in the show notes so people can just click there to get to it. And, um, if people want to know more about you, is that the best place to find you? Or is there another way, another place to find you? Yeah. So definitely my website's going to have some things, but I'd say the best place to find me is on Instagram, which is, yeah. (laughs) Um, the intuitive, uh, the intuitive underscore rd. Um, and that's kind of where I spend most of my time also on Twitter, mostly just so I can make images for Instagram. <laughs> um, but you can see all of my posts there as well. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. I like to, um, when I have some angry rants that needs to come out <laughs> there, I, that's what I use my Twitter for. <laughs> I, love that. Totally. I do love your Instagram account. Like the, um, you know, I appreciate how you said you, you put them on Twitter to make the pictures, but like, it's very thought provoking the things that you put forth and someone like this letter writer, um, or someone who's listening, who can identify with this experience. I think that like your, your questions and prompts, I think will challenge in a way that can feel really supportive. So definitely you. encourage you to, to follow Kristen over there. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it was a joy to talk to you. It's been way too long and, um, <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, Congratulations on the book. And um, again, yeah, thank you for your time. All right. Thanks so much, Julie. This was fun. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope my conversation with Kirsten Ackerman, the author of The Intuitive Eating Plan, was helpful for you. I hope it gave you some more direction. And please know, we are struggling with the same things. That doesn't make any of us a fraud. 
It doesn't make us doing it wrong. We are all in this together, all of us. And I see food is written back. But before we get to Food's Letter, this episode of the Love Food Podcast was brought to you by Jennifer McGurk's Pursuing Private Practice Programs for Anti-Diet Dietitians. Get to some freebies just for Love Food listeners over at pursuingprivatepractice.com slash lovefood. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a rating, a review, subscribe, or share an episode. I know I always tell you this, but it really, really helps the show grow. It also helps more people who are looking for anti-diet resources to be able to find the show when they're searching it in Apple Podcasts. So doing any of those things, I really appreciate in advance. Thank you so much. All right, so it's time for Foods Letter. And until next time, take care. Dear perfectionist, we wish you could put your guard down. We wish you weren't filled with the idea that you're going to be found out as an anti-diet fraud. Feeling the push and pull for weight loss doesn't make you an imposter. It makes you a living, breathing human surviving as best he, she, or they can in a global, unchecked diet culture. Experiment with a mindset shift. When you feel the pull to be smaller, lean into that thought with compassionate curiosity. Say hello to it and what brings it right now. What's beneath the surface can give you the insight you crave and flexibility to move on. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.